0: Chapter 10 of Lion Ben of Elm Island. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Lion Ben of Elm Island by Eliza Kellogg. Chapter 10 The Surprise Party. Wednesday morning, the X's were flying merrily as Ben and his crew were busy at their timber. When they were startled by a tremendous cheer, and to their utter amazement beheld thirty-five men in military order emerging from the woods, led on by Seth Warren, with a three-cornered cap, in which were the tail feathers of a turkey, with a skein of a yarn for a chest, and soldering an edge. Each man was armed, some with broad axes, other narrow axes, shaws, ogres, and other tools. When Seth had marched up his men in front of the cellar, he commanded them to stand at ease. It is impossible adequately to describe the amazement of the party on the island. Joe stood leaning on his axe with his mouth wide open. Uncle Isaac held his head before him with both his hands as if for a shield, while Ben, who had under the first impulse started to meet Seth, unable to get any farther, stood with both hands in his pockets the picture of astonishment and doubt now Ben exclaimed Seth with a magnificent flourish of his hand and very much at his ease while his eyes were dancing in his head with suppressed glee as he noticed the completeness of the surprise did you suppose there were never to be any more bees and that folks wasn't going to help each other any more because you are going to be married and have got through with it I tell you you have learnt us the trade and we have come to practice and help the fellow that has set us so good an example, ain't we boys? Seth's speech was received with a cheer. Poor Ben, feeling that he must say something and not knowing what to say, presented a most ludicrous picture. His great body swayed to and fro. He stood first on one foot and then on the other, to the great delight of his friends, who were in high glee at this evidence of thoroughness of the surprise. At length. The great creature, who would have faced a battery without winking, blurted out, Neighbours, I am sure I don't know what I have done to deserve all this kindness, and burst into tears. Don't know what you have done? replied Seth, anxious to cover Ben's confusion. I should like to know what you haven't done. Who raised a scout and built Uncle Joe Elwell a barn after his'n was struck by a lightning? Who, said John Lapham, got in the widow Perry's harvest and cut all her winter's wood after her husband was killed, stoning a well? Ah, exclaimed John Strout, the skipper of perseverance. Who was it took care of me when I had smallpox in Jackmill and everybody else, even my own relation, run away from me? Well, replied Ben, whose modesty revolted at such a display of his virtues, I didn't do any more than my duty. That's just what we are going to do, replied Seth. And that's where you are right, said Uncle Isaac, putting his head. Come on, boys, if you're so anxious to work, I'll give you enough of it to start degrees out of you. Let you alone for that, Uncle, said a voice from the crowd. Who's that? As I'm alive, it's my nephew, Sam Atkins. Where did you drop from, Sam? Why, you see, Uncle, We were waiting for timber at Newburyport, that is to come in a vessel and as Jacob Colcott was coming down in his schooner, I thought it would be a good time to make a visit home. You couldn't have done a better thing. You're just the boy I want. Now, Master Hunt, if you'll be good enough to line these timbers for these boys to hew, I'll be doing something else. Sam Atkins, who was well assured his uncle would not overlook his capabilities, sat on a log whittling. After he set all the rest to work, Uncle Isaac came to him and laying his hand upon his shoulder said, Sam, I've got a nice job for you. I want you to frame the roof. You'll find the tools in my tool chest. There are the rafters and they will have the rich pole and purlins hewed by the time you will want them. As soon as a good number of sticks were hewed, they began to roll them up while Uncle Isaac, Joe Griffin and two of the ship carpenters cut the dope tails." By 12 o'clock they had the timber for the walls hewed and then the walls raised to the chamber and then the beams and slippers for the chamber floor hewed and Sam and his crew had the roof framed. In order to make the surprise to Ben complete they had anchored the schooner behind the woods on the northeast end of the island but they now brought her round and anchored her in the cove and brought ashore their provisions. Jugs of coffee all made with sweetening boiled in, cheese and donuts, bread and butter, beef pork and lamb all cooked which the girls had provided and a good deal more raw which they meant to have the fun of cooking themselves. They laid some boards on the logs and thus made their tables. After dinner, they lay on the grass and talked and laughed while the older ones smoked and had a jolly good time. At length, Uncle Isaac said, putting his pipe in his waistcoat pocket, Boys, do you calculate on having a frolic in the house tonight? Yes, we do, replied a score of voices. Then it's high time you were laying the chamber floor. You old drive, said Joe, speaking thick, with the ribs of a ship between his teeth. Didn't you know old Captain Hurry is dead, cast away, going down to make haste? Can't you give feller time to eat? That's been the way ever since I've been here, boys. I'm getting quite thin. He don't show it much, said Uncle Isaac, pointing to Joe's fat cheeks. He has had an hour and a half and eaten almost a whole sheep. As nothing was planed except the edges of the floorboards and was absolutely necessary to make the joints, the work went on smoking. Ah, said Uncle Isaac, stopping to draw a long breath while the sweat dropped from the end of his nose on to the axe handle That's the time of the day, my bullies. All strings are drawing now. In a short time, Joe sung out, that the floor beams were all laid cross slippers in and they wanted something to do to keep them from freezing. Well lay the rough floor and be quick about it. The boards are all jointed and we shall be at your heels with the upper one. By the time Joe and his crew had laid half of the loose floor the ship carpenters began to lay the other over it and they finished nearly at the same time. There were two courses of logs Above the floor beams, so that the house was a storey and a half in height, the logs being hewn on two sides then smooth with an edge. The window frames fitted close, the walls two feet or more in thickness, and the very few windows, the house was almost as tight as though it grew there. Hand that timber right of here, shouted Uncle Isaac from the chamber floor, and clapped the roof on. There'll be enough for one day, there's a reason in all things as there were half a dozen of men to her after the timber went up in a few moments end of chapter 10 recording by james